In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily. And today we have a very exciting scoop du jour because um, I have torn through Britney's new memoir. Mm-hmm. And my God, are there a lot of body image themes throughout this book. You are very emotional about this book. I, I have only seen like TikToks about it. Okay. And I feel like I understand what's in the book. I don't know if I have the emotional wherewithal to read it and... Judging by your reaction, I might not. Well, how big of a fan are you? I love her. I mean, she's hard not to love. Mm -hmm. I I love her to the point that I've always hated Justin. Remember everyone? Team JC. Yeah, and... And I am this team, isn't new for me. I am team you can hate the person, but also recognize that they are a crucial member to the group. Sure. Um, which is my camp. But but anyway, there is stuff about Justin mm-hmm. in this book. So I want to just, I want to break this down. It's a little bit different from what we normally do. But like I said, there are so many themes. A huge theme that I think they really missed in the press for this book because the press really focused on the bombshells. There are a lot of bombshells in yeah. this book. The abortion. In, the abortion, which none of us knew about, mm-hmm. that um, that she did get pregnant with Justin's baby. And did baby. you know that every time, does she say this in the book, that every time is about that baby? Yeah, so I didn't, so that really, that was a huge light bulb moment for me because there's one scene in that video, Every Time is one of the few songs that Britney wrote entirely on her own. Mm -hmm. Um, And she released it right after Cry Me a River and everybody over the years, like it, it was this I guess, folklore that like it was a response to Crimea River. Yeah. I I mean, I could just, there are so many layers to this, but there's a scene in the video where a woman is giving birth Mm -hmm. and over the years, everybody was like, what the fuck is that about? Mm -hmm. Is it um, a metaphor? No, No, it's actually quite literal. Yeah. She did get pregnant with Justin's baby and he was not ready to be a father. She said that she would have chosen to keep the baby if it were entirely up to her, but she wanted to, maintain that relationship and and he wasn't ready to be a father. So she had an abortion and she did it entirely in secret um, at home with the pills. Her body, not her choice. Well, this no. was to it, me, this was kind of like the overarching theme is yeah. that her body has not been hers since she was about 15 years old. Totally. Um, and kind of reclaiming it. And the title of it is The Woman in Me, which is a lyric from Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. But it's also like 
interwoven throughout as as like she was infantilized by this conservatorship Mm -hmm. and not allowed to be a woman. So she kind of regressed and started feeling like a child again. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, I would highly recommend you guys read this book. And also, I was just telling Lauren that... um, the audiobook is really, really good. Right. I've heard I, it's amazing. Yeah. Michelle Williams did a really good job narrating. She wasn't doing a Britney impression, but for some reason, it she really- She was emoting. She was emoting. I, I mean, she's an actress. Yes. Yeah. She, and she's a damn good one. Um, but the first thing that we kind of wanted to break down was- In the book, Brittany discusses being body shamed by her father in this conservatorship. Mm -hmm. And she kind of goes, she jumps around in time a lot. This is a direct quote from the book. She says, I'd been eyeballed so much growing up. I'd been looked up and down, had people telling me what they thought of my body since I was a teenager. Shaving my head and acting out were my ways of pushing back. But under the conservatorship, I was made to understand that those days were now over and I had to grow my hair out and get back into shape. I had to go to bed early and take whatever medication they told me to take. Mm -hmm. Um, If I thought getting criticized about my body in the press was bad, it hurt even more for my own father. He repeatedly told me I looked fat and I was going to have to do something about it. So again, this is in the conservatorship, but people before that were always commenting on her body like I remember the whole thing with the boobs yeah uh, asking if she had gotten a boob job and she went on SNL and she made a joke about it and had them like move around <laughs> yeah, with, like, she had a the mechanical machine. boobs yeah it was so disgusting it's so disgusting to look back on a lot of this because she was 18 years old when that I know. happened and it's like people are still um growing at yeah. 18 um but and and but also even if she did get implants she was 18 and that was completely her decision whether she would want to get implants. Like a lot of this stuff. Or maybe it wasn't. That's the thing is if she was under such like careful, like people telling her what to do and how to dress, how to eat, whatever, like at that point it could be like, oh yeah, you're insulting her for making this like, oh, sad decision. But Mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't even hers if she did it. Well, she didn't for the record. Right. They they were real. But but I know I, I get what you're saying. But like nowadays- there would be such a backlash for for criticizing somebody's choice mm. if that is their choice. And she really got the brunt of it back then. But people were uh, waiting to see if she would write something about having shaved her head. And yeah. she actually didn't go into it that much. Mm-hmm. There was like maybe three sentences about it. But it's basically what we've known all along is that she shaved her head because she was feeling out of control her body wasn't her own. For years and years, she had been told to stay quiet and to stand still and look pretty. And this was her way of saying, fuck you. See, I don't know if that's something that we've always known, because I remember when that first happened, everybody was like, oh, yeah, she shaved her head because she's on drugs. And in order to like test for certain drugs, they need to take your hair. And so she didn't want that. And it was like one of those other things to make her seem even more unfit as a mother. She was like a young mother at that point um, and just make her. But reading this quote, it's like it was my way of pushing back. Like, I'm not going to be your little doll. Yeah. And and I that's another thing that I feel like nowadays nobody would blink an eye at. There's even that TikTok sound that's like, shave your head. Just shave, do it. Shave your head. Just do it. And yeah. it always makes me want to shave my head. And like girls now, they're shaving their heads. They're bleaching their eyebrows. Uh-huh. Like nobody gives a fuck. It's mm-hmm. like it, it's actually very badass. And it's seen as a way to like take back your 
your definition of your own femininity. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's so cool. Did and, you see um, that video of Kelly Clarkson a while ago? Like when she had just done it, somebody was like, so what do you think about Britney Spears shaving her head? And she starts laughing and she's like, that didn't happen because she hadn't heard of it yet. Oh, And then they were like, no, it did. It did. And then you see this like look of like concern on her face. Like there are so many uh, different sides of women who would comment on her and be like, well, she only uses her body for A, B, and C, and I would never do that. And you're kind of just like, oh, okay, way to slut shame. But then people like Kelly and Beyonce, Beyonce, there was this video where she was like, listen, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have really strong people around me who like are honest with me and like have always had my best interest at heart. And she didn't say like Britney's family is monsters, but like that's basically what she said, you know, like. Right. Well, because, uh, if you if you become famous that young and you don't have people really looking out for you, which mm-hmm. was, you know, another major thing in the book was all the family stuff. How could you not go crazy, especially during that time? How could you not go a little crazy? How could you not want to push back? You can't feel grounded. It's hard to feel grounded as somebody in the public eye to begin with. But then if you have people that like you go back to and you're supposed to feel safe with them, but they don't have your best interest at heart, like that must be just the darkest place to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, And she really goes into it. And that's one thing that like made me so emotional (laughs) is just we're hearing her side of the story about a lot of things that we have never heard before. We've only seen through tabloids. Yeah. And it's just such a different story when you hear her perspective. Um, the, the stuff with the dad, I mean, he, like when she was in the conservatorship and telling her that she looked fat, it was very much like you need to be in shape and you need to keep performing mm-hmm. and making us money. Mm-hmm. Cause that's another theme throughout the book is that she, she, her parents were in debt yeah, and um, she grew up very poor and she was basically the breadwinner yeah. of the oh, family. A hundred percent the breadwinner. So, and she ended up, you know, buying them a house, getting them out of debt. The amount of money that they've stolen from her over the years is just that's what I was going to say is like what she needed to keep going like I feel like it was never enough for them because they were definitely there I don't know how much debt you can be in that like your child is a world-renowned pop star who's now supporting you and you're still in debt like what did you do no so uh her father was like a very a failed businessman he had several different businesses and then when he became her conservator, I'm going to fuck up these numbers, but he was making, uh, he, I mean, he was making millions yeah, of dollars. Of course. He was paying himself millions of dollars right. and employing people on her behalf who were also being paid out millions of dollars and be, and also forcing her to check herself into um, these rehab facilities that cost like some of them cost like uh, like $60,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And then she would be in there for like six months. Yeah. You know, she was just burning through money and had zero control over it. I it- remember, I mean, we, we talked about a VMA performance of Miley's and how people viewed it. Brittany had a VMA performance uh, when she had just started growing her hair out. She had extensions in. Do you remember this? It was like Give the me black. More. Yeah. Yeah. Black bra and panty set and stuff. And. I remember watching it, and this is not nice of me, but being like, oh, my God, she looks horrible. Well, that's what the world was saying. Right. But and then on the flip side, I remember thinking, why are they making her do this? Like, she didn't seem to want to be there, 
the choreography, which if you know Britney Spears, she goes full out all the time, you know, like it's not like that Hillary Duff thing, whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> um, it's like Britney dances. It's like, that's her thing. And she, it looked like she was just like held up on wires. It was like weekend at Britney's and <laughs> it, was it, weekend was, at Britney's. it was upsetting. But like, I remember like having this weird dichotomy of being like, feeling bad for her, but also being mad at her being like, well, just don't perform if this is what you're going to do. You know? Yeah. It wasn't up to her. We didn't know at the time yeah. that she had no choice. Yeah. She had no choice. They, they forced her to go right back into performing after she had just had a baby and was in the midst of a really messy divorce. Mm -hmm. And also side note, her body looked fantastic. We all just had like warped brains her at that. Like if you look back at those photos, you're like, how did I ever think this person didn't look okay. Dude, her body in that performance is my goal body. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's insane. But we were just comparing her. And she says this also. We were just constantly comparing her to her 17-year-old self. Yes. Which is not you, fair. No, you're setting somebody up for failure. And you're being gross. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. It is disgusting. <laughs> this was also somebody who was postpartum. But yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. She did not want to be there. She said um, she was dizzy. She was out of it. She didn't have time to prepare. They mm -hmm. were forcing her to, to go right back into performing so that she could continue to make them money. And it was always at her expense. I also saw that there, I don't know if she said this in the book, but she has said that she would do low effort dancing as a way to like push back and be yeah. like, yeah, all right, fine. If I have to do this, I'm going to give you nothing. But then she felt bad for doing that to the audience when really she was trying to push back to her dad or the business or whatever it was. You know, I relate to that a lot because um, I just think about being a kid and like being forced to do musicals mm. that maybe I didn't want to do. And I would be in the back just like waving my hands. But then later you'd be like, my fans, yeah, well, they deserved more. I, like, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah. Like yeah. I would have, I would wish that I gave a little bit more. Yeah. But, you know, Another give us, give us more, give us, give us more. more, give us, give us more. <laughs> it's Britney, bitch. Or take a break, Britney. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein packed recipes made with preservative free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens and they took to it right away. It is delicious, it is nutritious, it is easy to serve. Yum, 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 eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Newly. 
Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with athletic brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, athletic brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights and early mornings so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Okay, the next major thing that I wanted to break down with you, and I think like... I'm very curious to hear what you have to say about this. The whole thing about her virginity. Yeah. Mm. So like, first of all, and I've known this for a very long time because I used to read, you know, gossip blogs Mm -hmm. and um, her boyfriend that she had when she was 14 and he was 17 Mm -hmm. um, had actually come out with this information a long time ago. So it was like kind of known, but not. Super public. Yeah. Brittany says her team pushed her to claim she was a virgin into her 20s, despite her having had sex at 14. Which I never knew the number was 14. I figured it was 17 or something like that. And I I never really cared. Why should you? You know, I was like, you know, people have sex. And especially like if you're somebody who like you're 
not that she was an adult, but she's operating as an adult. She's a full-time working person. I'm like, wouldn't you do some adult things as well? Yeah. And, and also at that time, we kind of like, didn't we all, didn't we know that all of these people were not really virgins? Like she wasn't the only one that people claimed, like it was a really big thing for pop stars at the time. Jessica Simpson. Well, maybe Jessica, Jessica Simpson, Simpson was. was like, I think the ones who were like very religious, like Jonas Brothers, I very much believed that they were until they weren't. And they, but they well, were, the, the, yeah, they, when Nick Jonas was 13. Yeah. I think he was a virgin. Right. But, but they were allowed to say it when they weren't anymore. Um, she wasn't allowed to say it. And what was really fucked up is that the men or the guys and the boys in her life that had slept with her would kind of let it out sometimes. Right. And then I would, I kind of felt, I remember like a little mad at her that I was like, well, is she lying to us? Like, why does she want to put on this image? And I, I mean, I was like not sexually repressed, but did feel like you had to have this good girl in quotes image um and if Britney who's like seems like she's so in charge of her sexuality why isn't she in charge of her sex life or why isn't she opening up and being honest with us about her sex life and again not her fault no not her fault because her team forced her to do that as yeah. well the, the the so this part of it is something that's always really bugged me mm -hmm. is that um Britney has always been like very expressive with her sexuality. And even um, in the Baby One More Time video, you know, a lot of people like criticize that video because of the schoolgirl outfit, mm -hmm. because it was kind of playing with this Lolita fantasy. Jail bait. Yeah, jailbait yeah. type of image. Yeah. Oh, how could they make her do that? That entire video was her idea. The video wasn't even supposed to be shot at a school. It wasn't, they weren't supposed to be wearing those outfits. She actually had so much more creative control than people give her credit for. And that was her way of expressing herself and kind of owning her sexuality through that dancing, through that choreography, uh -huh. with the costuming. Um and that's the one decision that they would let her make because they were like, ooh, okay, well, this is going to sell it's hot. records. Yeah, because it's hot. But yeah. then meanwhile, you have to pretend like she's a virgin. So it it actually kind of shocked me that in the memoir, she just very, very matter of fact. I don't think she's ever said anything about it before. Mm -hmm. She very matter of fact said, um, yeah, when I was 14, I started dating a friend of my older brother's. He was 17. And... I lost my virginity to him. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel like she would have any reason to to lie in this memoir. I think she's, and, and also the true fans, we knew all along that this is what actually happened. But her management team encouraged her to maintain this pure image because she had so many teenage fans. At least that's, you know, what they say. Mm -hmm. um, but, but they she, never made the boy banders be like, and we're virgins too. Right. Like nobody was telling Justin to say he was a virgin. Right. So then she had to keep up this, you know, virginal image into her 20s, even though she had been living with Justin Timberlake and they had been together for two years. Yeah. Couldn't tell anybody that she lost her virginity. And then he ends up revealing it in... um Well, he did one talk show that I can't remember the name of this talk show, but this guy very crudely asked... Mm -hmm if he banged Britney Spears and then yeah. he's just like, okay, I did it. I oh, know. It was, wasn't it on, 
Oh no! And then on well, Barbara there was Walters. another. Yeah, there was another one. Yeah, so then yeah. it was in his 2002 interview with Barbara Walters. She asked him if Britney had stayed true to her pledge to wait until marriage, and he kind of laughed and he looked straight into the camera and he was just like, "Sure." Like what a dick! What a dick! I no, like it's so not okay. Here's the thing, though. Here's oh, this is gonna blow your mind, Remy. Mm. She says it didn't bother her. She says she was actually kind of relieved because... Well, because she wasn't the one who had to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, okay. I I don't need to like hate on this man so much, but <laughs> there, there, I just really didn't like it. Remember when he posted an apology to Britney? To Janet and, and Janet and the same little notes app apology. I'm like, you couldn't give both of them like their own day well and also like you couldn't give a thoughtful dedicated apology to the woman that you dated for two years yeah and also was well i don't know if she was his first kiss but her first kiss like they knew each other since they were children right they were really really close and they had this you know she talks in the book about going home to spend time with his family like yeah, you couldn't give her her own notes app that's cra- it's crazy. And then Janet, you like she wasn't allowed to ever to perform at the Super Bowl again and her career was damaged and you couldn't give her her own notes app. It's just Yeah, no, it's really messed up and it's really um it shows the attitude that was very anti-woman at the time. Yeah. Um this is another thing And he she- was down to capitalize off both of them. Totally. And uh, but it, it was kind of the waters that we were swimming in and you know these guys could get away with so much back then and she even says it in the book that there was this very like fuck you woman yeah um culture at the time where like Crimea river was so popular and anything that had a narrative of i got screwed over by this woman this evil woman yes became so popular it was very big in Kanye west's gold digger you're very rude <laughs> That's very rude. It, it is pretty also, rude. Also, do you remember that um, Eminem line that was like, so I can, uh, Christina Aguilera can switch me chairs so I can sit next to Carson Daly and Fred Durst and remark over who she gave head, head to, to first. first. Like, yeah. she wasn't talking about her sex life then. Why is it your responsibility to like out these women for like what they've done behind closed doors? Yeah, and it was seen They're as- They're not doing that to any of the men. Yeah, but it was just like a throwaway line that was seen as edgy and was seen as funny and- um, yeah, Eminem definitely took part in that whole fuck you woman culture that was going on. He had the whole thing with his ex-wife, mm-hmm. all the songs about how evil she was. I had a guy send me Kim, the song Kim in eighth uh-huh. grade and goes, this reminds me of you. I was like, oh, my what? God, go to jail. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't even begin to break that down. Yeah, but also at the time, I remember being like, you're thinking of me. <laughs> Wow. This guy says the song reminds me of him. Make me a mixtape. <laughs> it's like Cry Me a River, Kim. Yeah. I'll kill you. I'll kill um, <laughs> Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The last thing that um, I thought we should touch on is that this is something that bothers me so much. And I think we've like talked about this a little bit before Mm -hmm. is how everybody's always like oh my god she's so crazy on instagram yeah why is she naked why is she doing dance dances with knives why is she and it bugs me so fucking much because these people don't understand britney at all they don't understand her at all get with the lore so first of all Mm -hmm. first of all if you were cut off from everyone you know And if you had somebody 
paying attention to when you were going to the bathroom, um, watching you change. Mm-hmm. You know, you're stuck in this conservatorship. Uh, you, you don't have control of, over what you eat. When you can see your kids. Yeah. You have no control over anything. You don't think that you might um, seek out something to escape, go on Instagram, maybe do some dancing, mm-hmm. um, show off some outfits. Like, it's literally all she had at the time. Yeah. Another thing to keep in mind is that the generation that Britney is from, Britney's a year older than my older sister. The way that my sister uses social media is bananas. It's cringe. It's not the way, (laughs) it's not the way that we use it, Uh okay? And I imagine it's kind of the same way that a Gen Z might look at me and be like, that is so cringe, the way that you use social media. Do you remember Facebook statuses? Do you remember yeah. the way that we used to write, like, going to the dining hall, I hope that they have, like, the meatball sub today. Uh-huh. And, like, who are we writing to? Wait, I had one. You know how Facebook statuses, before it was just, like, blank? It would be, like, Remy Casimir is. is. Yeah. So I had one pop up today in memories. Yes, I do still check my Facebook memories sometimes. And it said, Remy Casimir is, don't sweat the technique. <laughs> <laughs> what? What technique do you think you were referring to? It was the song. You just were listening to the song. I was just listening to the song, but like it doesn't grammatically make sense. Like no, that used to be a thing, like song lyrics. Yeah. Like we had our little away messages and oh I used God. to put. I, I once made Remy Casimir is, and then I wrote my crush's name because I meant to search him. No! Yeah. Oh my God. And I'm then sorry, I, I just screamed. No, no, no. And I, I posted Remy Casimir is blank crush or whatever. And then I had gotten in a car and was on like a three hour road trip with my mom, did not know because you didn't have Facebook on your phone or whatever. Right. It was up for three hours and a bunch of people saw it. <laughs> did anyone like it? Yes. <laughs> I definitely would have. Mortifying. Wait, that's so embarrassing. I know. Did he see it? Uh, he did. Did he ask you out? I think we were already fucking. Oh. Yeah. So you were just trying to do a little stalking on the side. Yeah, I wanted to see like if he was hooking up with the girls I assumed he was. And but then he, it's kind of like anybody reading that could be like, wow, she's like, she really wants people to know she's hooking up with this guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so embarrassing. That's like more embarrassing than liking your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend's picture from 2016. I've done that too. Um, <laughs> yeah, listen, we all have. We all have. But yeah, that's just like the baseline thing that I just want people to keep in mind before criticizing the things that somebody posts on Instagram is like, A, she was cut off from Mm -hmm. the entire world. It was her only outlet. Mm -hmm. That and, you know, dancing. Yeah. And B, she's not of our generation, so to speak. You know, she's an elder millennial, like this kind of these long run on sentences, these like, oh, let me just write down my thoughts that don't really make sense. Mm. Um, That is very much like the way that a lot of people that age relate to social media. I mean, I I really like this quote that you pulled that was, I know that a lot of people don't understand why I love taking pictures of myself naked or in a new dress. But I think if they'd been photographed by other people thousands of times, prodded and posed for other people's approval, they'd understand that I get a lot of joy from posing the way I feel sexy and taking my own picture. Like she's just taking ownership of her own body. Like it's not even prodded and dressed and stuff. It's photoshopped. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. And told exactly what to wear, exactly how to pose, exactly what light. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, totally. And I thought that this fit so seamlessly into the overarching theme of like she has been reclaiming her body. body. 
Yeah. And a lot of people pose naked on Instagram. That's another thing that confuses me. Like, why is it that when she does it, yeah. she's crazy, but when Kylie Jenner does it, slay? Right. Like, why is that? It really fucking bothers me. And I'm going to get down off my podium soon. I think because a lot of people feel entitled to Britney and they just want her to be how they remember her. But like, she is a human being. I also hate how they always make fun of like the, her spins. I'm like, have you seen a Britney Spears video? She spins. She spins. She stays twirling. That's like her thing. It is. And also the dancing with knives thing. Everybody can shut the fuck up about that as well. Because I saw somebody in a... She was just trying to be like Shakira. And yeah. anybody who's a fan of Britney knows that she has idolized Shakira <laughs> her entire career and does things intentionally to pay homage to Shakira. And that's what she was doing. I saw a really great um, Britney with Knives costume Halloween weekend. Oh, so good. It was amazing. I wish I had thought of that, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> it was, how you say, slay? Slay. Um. Yeah, but so... Anyway, read the book. I hope I haven't spoiled too much, but that was the one thing that I walked away with. Honestly, I've been very emotional today because there's a lot there. She's so angry and she's like freely expressing her anger, which I think she has every right to because her young adulthood was just completely stolen from her mm -hmm. um, by the people who should have been looking out for her. And then the people who ended up saving her were her fans. And that's like part of what made me so emotional was because I have always felt such a strong connection to her. And like the way that she has related to her fans over the years mm -hmm. is just it's such a special relationship. It feels like I was going to say that too. like the free Britney movement. It kind of reminds me of like American meme when Paris Hilton is talking about the fact that she doesn't really have a lot of close friends and her fans are like her close friends that she speaks to all the time. Like mm -hmm. this is why she shares stuff on social media, too, because that's where her people are. Yeah, totally. So the next time you see an Instagram post from Britney Spears that you think like, oh, maybe that's a little weird. I don't fucking care. You better fucking like it because those abs raised you. Okay. And also consider the amount of quote unquote insane shit that male artists have been doing for years that like they never got put in, in a conservative shit. Yes. Yeah, I mean, she shit. says, she says this in the book too. It's like what she, she admits that she admits to partying. She admits that, you know, she was drinking too sure. much at one point. She yeah. was doing Adderall. And she says that's all she was doing. She wasn't doing coke or mm -hmm. any hard drugs. Mm -hmm. And she said she needed to wind down. But if you compare that to, like, what famous men were doing at the time, and it Let's was rock and roll. the Rolling Stones. Right. Literally. It's like people are still saying, like, oh, Keith Richards, like, that diet of drugs is doing you really well. because like now Osborne you're in yeah. bit a bat's head off. Never was in a conservatorship. <laughs> Never was conservatorship yeah they were like that's art right let's just digest that for a moment okay not the head the, the biting idea. the head off a bat that's totally chill yeah yeah so guys read it and um support britney because she fucking deserves it after all this time and if you can't be her friend please don't be her enemy to quote taylor armstrong but you guys, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. And be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review and also slide into my DMs if you want to talk about this Britney memoir. Don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. And of course, follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Remy Casimir. Follow Britney Jean Spears. And of course, remember, we're always with you through thick and thin. Thank you.
Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.